Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. What is up, football fans? I am Danny Austin. This is the Live from the 55 podcast. We are broadcasting here from our... Marta Loop Studios, the Nation Network in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. It is Sunday night. Well, Sunday afternoon for me. Sunday late afternoon for me. Sunday, August 6th. Uh, that means that we are recording sort of as the Ottawa Red Blocks and Saskatchewan Rough Riders are, are playing. So um, be conscious of that. We are not going to be talking about that game here. We are going to be talking about a lot of other things, though. Uh, super exciting episode. I can't wait. We got Darnell Sankey, formerly of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, formerly of the Calgary Stampeders, an absolute tackling machine, a guy who went down to the XFL, won a championship, has been released. Is he coming back to the CFL? I want to talk to him about it. I want to talk to him about that. I want to talk to him about what his future holds, what his experience was like in the XFL. Um, just, uh, I think, a big part of the in football league landscape right now. It's a, it's a big story. So excited to have Darnell. And then, of course, it is Sunday. So as best I can, I try to have... My man, my friend and yours, Ian Busby, uh, he's going to drop by. He's just finishing up work now, so he'll be here in a little while to talk about all the, the games around the CFL this league this week. And what a week it was. Um, really interesting one. You know, last week we sort of said, oh, the teams you expected to win one. I don't think that necessarily happened this weekend. Um, yeah, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers absolutely crushing, stomping, destroying the BC Lions 50-14. to 14. Um I don't know. I don't really buy this whole redemption narrative. It's the Bombers. Nobody was saying that they were anything worse than the third best team in the CFL. So this whole idea that they came in and proved all the haters wrong. Like, they still lost the Lions earlier in the season. They still got to go beat the Lions in Vancouver um, later this fall. So, you know, I don't buy the redemption thing. However, I do buy that you win 50-14 against the team that's ahead of you in the standings. And I got to put a little respect on your name. That was a big, big, big win. We're going to talk about more about that in a second. Um, then Friday night, I was there. McMahon Stadium. Undefeated Toronto Argonauts come in. Did not look very good against the Calgary Stampeders. The Stamps, who were supposedly were sort of on the ropes, were reeling. They were just coming off back-to-back losses. The Stamps beat the Argos 20-7. to There are caveats to this. We're going to get into it. Either way, that was a big win for the Stampeders. I'm not saying it rescued their season or anything like that, but, you know, a team that was 2-5, and five, that was just a really, really tough month. They beat the best team in the league. That counts or something. Uh, then Saturday night, you had the Montreal Alouettes against the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Uh, 27-14 for the Alouettes. A pretty straightforward win, um, in my opinion. I don't know, look. The narrative is going to be Cody Fajardo was terrible in the first half. Whatever, guys. They won 27-14. I think the Alouettes are sort of separating themselves, showing that they might be the second-best team 
uh, in the East Division. That's for sure. Uh, where do I have them in my power rankings? Probably fourth right now, comfortably. That's that's that's. I feel good about that. I don't know how you could have anyone else above them. Really, obviously, they're four and three. <laughs> there are three other teams that are above five hundred. The Alouettes are one of them. Uh, I'll just be honest with you guys. I. If he was on the Stampeders, I probably wouldn't say this, but uh, man, I feel good for Sean Lemon. I think it's just amazing. Honestly, the guy, he's been on the, a guest on the show twice. I covered him for a couple of years in, in Calgary here. I, I think everyone knows that he's someone I have a lot of time for. And just seeing him not get a contract after being the West Division most outstanding defensive player nominee last year, it didn't make sense to me. I didn't like it. I thought he's too good a player. He deserved more respect. He deserved an opportunity. For a big get that opportunity in Montreal after getting cut by the Lions, which you know, you look at that Lions D line, you can sort of understand it a little bit. There was also a ratio issue. But for him to come in, the second game, what, two sacks, an interception, three defensive tackles. The guy was everywhere. He, you know, you might argue he was the best player on the field. This is what Sean Lemon does. And I think that people complicate it. There's this weird narrative about him that, you know, oh, he's not good on on the run or something. He only goes. Forget all that, man. This is Sean Lemon. This guy's been doing this for so long. There's a reason why eight teams around the league have employed him while he's gone back. Teams know what he brings. He is currently, I, I mean, I just don't think that there's been, right now, actively, it, it's kind of him and Willie Jefferson as the guys who, for me, are their absolute Hall of Famers. He deserves his flowers. We got to start giving them to him. What more can he do? I mean, good players do good things on the field. You don't want to acknowledge that Sean Lemon's been doing amazing things on the field. For a long, long time, decade now in the CFL, but 94 sacks in his career. He's going to hit 100 this year. What an addition by the Alouettes. I'm just thrilled for him. Thought that was a, that was great to see. Made me really happy. Good for you. Good for you, Sean Lemon. Um, other than that, yeah, I mean, I think we got to unpack and we'll do a lot more of this when Busby's here. But you had the, the Bombers beating the Lions by 36 points. You know, what more can you say? Yes. The Bombers were coming off a bye. Yes, the Lions were on a short week. But this game was billed as sort of the heavyweight showdown. This is the two best teams in the West. Um, this is These are the two powerhouses, the two contenders, the teams that are most likely to be playing in the Grey Cup. And the Bombers just, they decimated them. It was disgusting. Um, look, Vernon Adams Jr. is going to be back for the Lions. I don't know that he makes that big a difference in this game. I don't know. Um I don't, I don't know that we can say that. I, I just think the Bombers, when they are locked in, remain, for me, as scary a team um, as there is in the CFL. They're the team that I do not want to face in the playoffs, no matter who I am. Um, the Lions, like Dane Evans, I mean, Dominic Davis, like neither of them look great. What are you going to do? It's the backup quarterback. I get that. I understand that argument. But – the Lions, look, you you can't lose by 36. Cool, you've shut out the Elks twice, but we are going to measure at the end of the season, the only way that we measure any team in the CFL is how they do against the other great teams. There's only six teams that make the playoffs. I don't care if you can shut out the Elks. I care what you do against the Bombers. All of a sudden we have, I don't have it in front of me when the Lions and Bombers played that third game. I know it's in Vancouver. I know that the Bombers have already been saying, hey, Really use some Winnipeg fans there. Flights on WestJet aren't that expensive. Get there. Support your team. That's awesome. Do it more. That sets up. That game is just going to be huge. It's going to be awesome. Um, good on the Bombers, man. 
I know that I joke, I say that their offensive line is 75 years old. Still sort of believe that. Uh, <laughs> that receiving core is so good, is so dangerous. Zach Laris, if you give him any space, yeah, he'll go 19 of 27 for 369 yards and three touchdowns. It was disgusting. Kenny Lawler looked amazing, 200 yards. Dalton Schoen, Nick Dembski, Drew Altarski. Go up and down the list. This is it's just such a such a dangerous team. And if the O line can give Zach any time, they're they're going to be a handful for everyone. I don't think anyone was denying that. That's the one thing I, I know. I sort of mentioned that. Um, I've joked around about it all weekend. Just this sort of all oh, the bombers shutting up the haters. What haters? I, I didn't see any haters, guys. Um, I think that I had the bombers ranked third. I'm sorry if that's disrespectful. Um, either way, big win for Winnipeg. Makes the West Division very interesting going forward, particularly up top. But you know what? The middle is kind of fascinating too. Uh, the bottom's not. The Elks are terrible. They're brutal. I don't really care about their offensive coordinator thing. I just, I'm watching there. Something has to has to change. They were off this week. But then you had the Calgary Stampeders, the team that I cover, winning 20-7. to seven. Um, There are caveats here. Like Chad Kelly left with, what, four minutes into the into the second quarter so like the stampeders largely like defense looked absolutely dominant but they were doing it against a backup quarterback and and again that matters we have to we have to sort of acknowledge that but you know it's not like chad kelly was ripping it up yeah he had 94 yards um in what a quarter and a bit worth knowing that 76 of those yards were on a busted coverage touchdown they came just the same i'm not saying otherwise but you know it's not like 18 yards is something you're gonna write home about i i, I was not blown away at all by what I saw from Chad Kelly early. I hope he's okay. We need him in the league. He's, he's had a great season. Um, I'm not going to get into the MOP talk, but I do think he's part of that conversation at the very least. But honestly, like the Stampeders, the Stampeders team that has not caught many breaks this year. You know, they recover a, a punted fumble um, right at the end of the, the first half. Just felt like that break that they'd been waiting for. And they kind of cruised from there. They, they didn't try to do anything too crazy. They didn't turn the ball over. That was huge. They didn't ask Jake Mayer to be the second coming of Warren Moon. He managed the game. He was effective. And then what more can you say about Diedrich Mills? Um, I honestly, I'm not going to make a big scene about CFL stats. Uh, we all know it's ridiculous that we can't easily access stats, things like the league leaders, what have you. I don't know where Diedrich Mills is in terms of the rushing leaders, but the fact is this guy ran the ball 27 times for 137 yards. That workload was absolutely insane. He looked just as good at the end of the fourth quarter as he did uh, at the beginning of the first. He also had you know four catches for 18 yards. Uh, the, the guy was an absolute beast. The fact that Kadeem Carey is likely back, he will be the Stampede starting running back. I mean, he's the best running back in the CFL when he's playing. Um, there's no way Diedrich Mills is being pulled out of the lineup. There's no way he's being put on the practice roster because there's going to be a team that claims him. But beyond that, he literally just deserves to be playing. He's, he's done such good work. But the fact that the Stamps may be able to roll out a Kadeem Carey and Diedrich Mills one-two combo, you know, take a little bit, take a little bit of just the load off, you know, so those guys can be effective without having to just, you know, get banged up and beat up their bodies. It, it's a really, really big deal. I thought that the offensive line was better, open holes. Um, when the Stampeders' offense finds a way to stay on the field and not turn the ball over, I don't necessarily know that I'd be, I'm going to be picking them against the Lions next week. I don't know that I'm going to be picking them against the Bombers the next week. 
But look, they went out, they stayed on the field. Dedrick Mills was dominant. Drake Mayer didn't make any mistakes. That's what Stampeders fans have been asking for. They got it. The Stamps are now three and five. Again, I'm recording this before the Ottawa Sass game tonight. But, you know, there's a possibility that Stamps are riding, and Riders are sort of right there, tied for third place. So um, lots of tough games for the Stamps ahead this month, but they do have two against the Elks, which I'm, I'm you know, it's not just on paper. I just genuinely believe those are going to be wins. But big weekend, lots of fun games, um, lots of interesting storylines. Yeah, I wish we had stats. It was saw Arash tweeted about the stats. When Arash tweets about the stats, it gets some attention. But fascinating weekend. Stamps also added... Marquise Ambles, that's a guy who's been on the team. That's a veteran, uh, veteran receiver. I don't know. This was one of those weekends where I felt like, hey, I had a picture that I painted of what, the way the league worked, the way the league looked, and now I got a different perspective. Love that about the CFL. So anyways, uh, we got Darnell Sankey. We got Ian Busby. Let's go. Guys, let's say you're having a party. Let's say you're having a picnic. Let's say you're having any occasion. We got to talk to you about Fraser and Fig. I love these guys here in Marta Loop, a couple storefronts down from our studio here. Fraser and Fignan, these guys do these delicious elevated cheese and charcuterie boxes. You know, they're made with all these fresh artisanal ingredients, on-demand grazing, pickup, delivery. You got it. Just let them know what you want. They will get it to you. Honestly, I'm such a big fan. I had a picnic a little while ago. I brought one of their curated boxes and it was a huge hit. I looked great. People loved it. We're hungry. They weren't hungry anymore. These ready-to-go boxes, they got them in four sizes. All their boxes come with meat, cheese, dried fruit, fresh fruit, nuts, olives, pickles, and carrots. Their selections vary from month to month. Choices are always new. You know, just because they've had one doesn't mean you've had them all. I love Fraser and Fig. I love having them as a sponsor. They're the best. Make sure you check them out. Tell them by from the 55 sent you. All right, man. Really excited to have Darnell Sankey with us coming from San Jose, California. Uh, Darnell, you have uh, been a topic of conversation around the CFL, but... Uh, before we get into any of that, man, how's, how's life? It's good, man. You know, just uh, enjoying this 105-degree heat weather out here. <laughs> you know, just, um, you know, back in the Bay, uh, just, you know, training, uh, you know, training guys. I want a training business and, you know, just making sure I'm ready to go. You know, I just got my double days going on and, yeah, making sure, I, you know, making sure I'm ready. Has that been all summer pretty much? Like, have you been able to train pretty much since? Yeah, yeah, yeah. since uh, uh, XFL season ended a couple months ago, I've just remained in shape and um, probably honestly in even better shape. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, I feel good. Do you have to, like, going from, like, XFL being four down, smaller field or whatever, and then obviously coming up to Canada where it would be the bigger field, is there a difference in terms of where you need to get your body to? Um, I would say in a small way, the game's a little bit faster. Um, but I, I've always felt like I've been known to run. So I've, I've, I've always, I've always remained, um, like in, in really good shape. I would say, you know, I, I've always felt like I could run and, and, um, you know, that's, that's kind of my thing. So like running to me, isn't really the problem, but I know some guys have a big adjustment, you know, from what I remember. You know, four down to three down, it's a little different. Yeah, I mean, the fact that you came to Calgary with the elevation and pretty much were able to, like, play right away, didn't have any adjustment, kind of yeah. speaks to that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, I, being in shape is one thing I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be. So uh, yeah. that's, not, that's not something that I feel like I lack. Um, so for you, obviously, like, this has been, I imagine, a wild year. It had to be a little bit – I mean, I, I know you love the CFL and all that, but, like, 
it must have been pretty fun getting to go back and play for Dan for a little while. Eh? Yeah, yeah, it was different. You know, um, everybody always asks, you know, like how do you how do you like take it? You know, like you go from literally playing a whole CFL season to a whole XFL season, and then you know possibly going back. It's just, I mean, but it's just I never I never really looked at it like that. I just kind of looked at it as like I just take my opportunities and my as they come. You know, I never. Um, you know, I've never really thought about how much football it actually is, you know, and, but it's cool. You know, I enjoy it, you know? So. Did you enjoy the XFL experience? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I really did. Um, it was a nice chance to, uh, you know, get some, uh, like a different type of uh, game really, you know, like it's from three down to four down again, it's just kind of like I was back in the NFL. Um, you know, I went there and experienced it. It's just, just not really for me, you know. I mean, I kind of, I kind of went there, I did it, and um, you won a championship. Like, yeah, I won a championship, which was amazing. I get my ring, so <laughs> I, get, I get my ring. I think it comes like either late couple months or early next year. Um, so I put that up on the wall. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, no complaints. It was great, you know, great opportunity, and uh, you know, I'm blessed for sure. So no complaints about it. It's just, you know, just I, just not for me. I was talking like earlier in this year with Singleton and he was saying like, he's like, man, I just want the same playbook two years in a row. But like, you've now had what, three different playbooks in like yeah. <laughs> in two years. Yeah. You know, sometimes it would, it would be nice to, you know, go into a system that um, like, like finish the year and then go in the same system. You don't have to relearn anything or re um, you know, reprogram your mind to a different coaches' philosophy and different ways to run cover three. You know, it's just like, you know, I mean, it's nice though. You know, I mean, if, if you consider yourself a student of the game, then um, it should come pretty natural. Yeah, it's a lot of time in playbooks though. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> but it's what you love to do. So, you know, you got to, it's the sacrifice you got to make. And like it's all amicable. Like you got your release. It's all it's all good. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We requested. Um, we we asked for it. Uh, I, I believe it was either Monday or Tuesday. I think it was Monday, maybe. Um, and they granted it. You know, um, and that's. I, I we didn't really think it would be a problem if you request it. You know, I mean, it's nothing like it's just business. You know, it's business. So it's like, you know, I mean, I know, you know, all the all I got all love for Arlington Renegades for allowing me to come play. You know, they allowed me to come and I started and did great. You know, I had a good year. I feel like, you know, I could have made improvements as well, but um, you know, like there's nothing like negative talk to the GM. I mean, it's just, it's just uh, it's time for me to move on. Um, the second it was announced that you were released, like, yeah, honestly, yeah. I can't tell you like my DMS, like my Twitter, we're just people yeah. being like, yeah. what's going on? What's going on? So, <laughs> so I mean, yeah. Do you basically, does your agent just say, hey, like CFL teams, like I'm, this guy has been an actual absolute tackle machine. Like he's available. Um, I, I, and that's something you got to ask my agent. I mean, I, I just, I just know he, you know, he, he gave me a call uh, once we, we put them. So we put the news out at like, I think like nine, we had a phone call on me, my agent. Um, and we discussed some things and like 11 he called me he was like hey uh is your social media going 
<laughs> he was like, yeah, I've been getting like blown up for the past like two hours. I was like, yeah, mine has too. So we're on the same page, man. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It was yeah. It's just you know, I you know, um, I'm grateful and I'm thankful. You know, I'm I'm humbled and uh, just excited for whatever's next. You know, I mean, I'm I'm excited. So, but yeah, he does like in terms of the interest. Uh, yeah. yeah, he did mention that, you know, like, hey, I had a couple teams, um, you know, contact me and kind of ask me what's up, you know, so. Yeah. So what are you looking for in an opportunity? Um, I guess I just I, I would want to obviously come into an organization that, um, you know, is, is looking to win. You know, I think every organization really wants to win. And um, I mean, that you should want to win. I mean, you know, but I just, you know, I just want to come in and just do whatever I can to help the team. You know, I don't want to, um, I don't want to, uh, uh, come in as like this, um, oh my gosh, you know, got this guy like, no, I just want to come and be a part of the team, man. So, you know, it's, it's a team game. It's all about winning when it comes down to it. So, you know, I don't want to take the shine. I just want to come and just do the grind. <laughs> How, how how closely have you been following the CFL season? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow the NFL and the CFL very closely, so yeah. I know I know everything that's going on. People be thinking I don't know, but I watch <laughs> everything, man. Like, yeah, I watch. All I do is just watch football. So, like, yeah, I mean, I I've seen everything. I watch all the games. I watch, you know. I mean, I, I'm very up to date. I just kind of watch in the corner, you know. I also feel like you have the advantage, like CFL is a pretty small community. So it's like, right. you, you you must know people on every team at this point, right? Yeah. Like you, oh, yeah. you can call and check and be like, hey, I mean, and I'm not, I'm just using this as an example, not saying, but like you can call Jameer Thurman and be like, what's going on in Hamilton, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Thurman's a cool dude, man. Me and him are cool. So I can, you know, we got, got a couple, couple eyes everywhere. So, you know, can, like you said, can easily just, send a text or two and have some conversations. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as you were saying, I mean, you're right now, like you could show up and practice. You feel like you could play. Yeah. Pretty much right away. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was, I was training for training camp. Yeah. On the belt. So I would have, if I'm not ready to go, then I mean, you're going to get hurt or you're just going to get cut or, you know, so the fact that I would be joining CFL um, almost midway, which is it's fine because I've been I've been ready to go. So it's not, you know, I mean, I'm not really uh, intimidated by, you know, being mid-year. No, I come in and play ready to go. Yeah. And I mean, it's not fully mid-year either, right? Like it's only six, seven, eight weeks in. I, I don't know if you're yeah. going to be able to win the tackle title necessarily this year. But. So what? <laughs> I don't know if you're going to be able to, but you could get to 60. You could get to 60. Uh, yeah, we'll see. You know, we'll see, man. You know, come in there and make some plays. And shoot, only thing, only title I want is a great cup. Yeah. So XFL champ, whatever champ. I'm just going to leave it like that. That's that's the goal, <laughs> though. You know, like, I mean, if I'm not coming to want to win, then it's like, what am I doing? You know, I'm not, I mean, I'm not coming for personal accolades. No, but I mean, and I know you're not, but. You'd have to be the first person ever to win the XFL championship and a great cup. I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. One or two from back in the day, but that, yeah, that'd be, be kind of cool. Yeah, it'd be crazy. You know, I yeah. just, 
I just, I don't even, I just try to think this one day at a time, man. Just wake up, get my train on, and then whatever happens from there, happens, man. So, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting, man. I And like, you missed it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, um, you know, the CFL is a, it's a, how do I explain it? Um, it's a smaller community than the clearly the end. I mean, the NFL, the NFL is, I mean, huge and CFL obviously isn't as known as the NFL, but in terms of the XFL, it was, I feel like it was just a completely different experience, you know, coming from even the fans, um, the media, the plan, the hype, the team, um, you know, I just, I just, yeah, part of me kind of was kind of itching, you know, a little, a little itch, you know, got, I got a little itch early and I was like, okay, you know, it's just an itch, you know, and then it's like, okay, it's itching a little more, you know, and it's like, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I did miss it, you know, so, um, but I'm not, I don't regret nothing, you know, I, I had a great time. I went and, I went and took an opportunity. So, yeah. um, it wasn't any um, negative. It wasn't any bad blood with any team. I just, there was an opportunity I had and I decided to go with it. You know, I did some praying and, and um, yeah, it was, yeah. It, I took the opportunity. I imagine also like, and I know I'm here in Calgary. I know you had a great time and you know, you're loved here in Calgary, but also, I mean, there's a difference between playing in like Regina where it's, you know, such a part of the community and, and such a part of the traditions and all that. And then going to a new league where they're trying to yeah. very much in its infancy, you're just going to feel that no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's a, it's a, it's a startup, you know, there's there, I think, you know, they're trying to revamp it, you know, and I know there was that big thing about the 60 million, I'm sure you heard of it, $60 million loss that they took. Um, but I, I'm not too business savvy, but from what I understand, uh, well, I'm, I guess I am business savvy, but I'm not too knowledgeable in terms of, you know, how much of a loss that is. Yeah. Um, but from what I understand, it's normal to have a loss like that and then kind of work your way back. Um, so maybe that's what, you know, is going to happen. But yeah, I got a lot of friends that I played in. I played against in the XFL, a lot of guys who I played with in the NFL. It was kind of surprising. I was like, dang, you're here? He's like, yeah, man. <laughs> I like, I don't know that as someone who like works in, you know, not in the CFL, but like covering it, I don't know that I'm supposed to, I did really enjoy watching it. Like there, it was some yeah. football. Yeah, right? it was, yeah, it's, um, it's a bunch of guys chasing a dream. Mm -hmm. So just like the CFL, just yeah. like the USFL, it's a bunch of guys chasing a dream. So anytime you have something like that, I think that you're bound to see good football. You know, I just, I'll put it as simple as that. Um, two more questions. Like right now, like you got a call, you got an offer, you said you want to join. Can you be like, pack your bags, ready to go tomorrow morning? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm always packed and ready. I actually have a bag ready, um, down in my garage. Uh, I, I have a bag that's always ready. Um, uh, just because of my experience and knowing how fast things can turn just like that. You know, um, I've always, you know, kind of made sure I'm ready to go. So, yeah, I got my bag ready. Got a backup bag ready. Um, I got a ride if needed. So, 
yeah you know I'm, it's a if, if if it feels right and that's the that's the play we're going to do then yeah. let's we're going to go ahead and do it nice and then finally you got the sneakers in the background yep. um some I mean, lights I, that's a couple of them yeah couple I, so there's more because i was going to say i see there that's what that's 18 pairs there uh, that i'm looking at or something Oh three, man, three cent, nine, 15, 18, 20, 24, I think, twenty one. I How mean, how many of those do you bring with you if you come to Canada? I'll probably bring five. Okay, I'll probably bring five. I'll bring like a sneaker bag and then a clothes bag. That's amazing. What's your yeah. what's, like? What's your like most proud pair? Oh, mm. I like that you got to think about it. Okay. What you know about these, man? I can't fully see them. Oh, damn. Are those? Those are the Jordan highs, eh? Come on. This is probably my pro. This is probably my most proud pair right here. You know, I try yeah, to keep man. them clean. Only, only take these out on occasion. So maybe, <laughs> maybe if I sign up there, this may be the shoe you see me with that first. You know, just you know, whatever media going on. Yeah. That's that's gonna be what you see me in, though. Those are nice, man. Those are hard to get to. Oh yeah, then I have the uh the like the other ones in my garage, like another couple rows. I just don't keep them all in here. It's just man. Yeah. It's kind of, it's nothing. It's nothing crazy. There's plenty of people that have more than and you know, I just little little hobby. Little collection. I love that. <laughs> um, well, man, thank you. I can't wait to to see you play again. Um, I'm so appreciative of you taking the time, man. It really, really means a lot. I, I super appreciate it. And you know, you're, you know, even the COVID season, which is the season you were in Calgary. So like, yeah, you, I can tell you, man, like you had a reputation for just being like good with the community, good with the media and mm. you know, just being one of the, the best dudes. So like, I was, I was really hyped when I heard that, you know, you were looking to come back North. So yeah, yeah well, excited, I, I appreciate you, man. I'm, I'm excited. We'll, we'll, we'll find out here, um, sooner, sooner than later. So uh, that's all I'll say. Perfect, man. Appreciate you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. 
Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Thank you. Guys, what are you doing tonight? I don't know what you're doing tonight. You're probably looking for something. Guys, you got to go check out Mug's Pub. This is probably my favorite pub in the city, 1330 15th Avenue Southwest, right in the Beltline. Honestly, they do it all. I, for years, played trivia on Wednesday nights at Mug's. It's the best trivia night in the city. Other nights, they got music. They got specials every single night. Some of the best food and drink specials in the entire city are at Mug's Pub. You want wine. You want beer. You want cocktails. They got it all. Big fan of their fish and chips. They got some amazing pizza. You want to watch the game? They got TV screens. You want to just have a drink with friends? Perfect spot to do it. You want to have some food? As I said, it's delicious. Mug's Pub. We love having them as a sponsor. We love having them just down the road from us here at our studios. Check out Mug's Pub. They're the best. Darnell Sankey, that was super exciting. Really fun to talk to him. Can't wait to see where he goes. But uh, I think he's going to be a good addition to wherever he does go in the CFL. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Darnell Sankey is not a joke. But I should probably introduce you before we start going okay. into the takes. Uh, <laughs> I, I like that you did that. I want to be clear. I'm not mad at you. Um, and you're becoming – this was our plan before I started this podcast was to try to have you on every Sunday. It's just, it's hard with timing because you work on Sundays, but we're, we're on a bit of a run here. And uh, again, I'm super grateful that you're back here tonight. Um, For those people who don't know, I'm going to do this every time just so that, you know, new listeners know uh, I cover the Calgary St. Peter's covered them from since 2016. You covered them for many, many years prior to that. Yeah. Our guy I've learned a lot from. So I, Honestly, it's one of the fun things. You saw it. I saw it. Uh, we had a couple of fans just talking about how great it was that you're able to sort of toss in a little bit of a historical perspective. Well, and that's, uh, I'm great. Uh, grateful that people actually like my long winded, boring stories. So like I, I, I got them in here and I got to get them out sometimes. And They're that's not what happens. boring. <laughs> it's why, it why you're here and it's great. And be, again, I think that, you know, last, last week we were talking, the Stamps were two and five coming off losses to Ottawa and Montreal. And it felt like I was more positive than a lot of people were. So, well, I do, but I think it's important to have that historical perspective saying, like, yeah. Hey, here's things I've seen over the years, you know, fast start. Then we're going to, we're going to jump right into it. The Stampeders come out, uh, 27, 22, seven win over the Argonauts on Friday night. Um, this is one of those wins where like you see 20 to seven, you look at the actual offensive numbers and you're like, Oh, Jake Mayer only threw for 149 yards. Right. Here's the thing. All anyone was saying was he turns the ball over too much. He didn't turn over the ball. Yeah. They got ahead. They played conservative. They played smart. Yes, the Argos were without Chad Kelly for roughly three quarters of the game, a little bit less than that. But you can only beat what's in front of you. Right. You know, they let, they did a great job. I, I thought that the defense was incredibly dominant. Uh, and I thought, obviously, Diedrich Mills. I was worried that the Stamps were going to lose all four games this month. They go right. out. They beat the best team in the league. Like, it's not just that this, like, lets off some pressure this also sort of changes the complexion of the season yeah well and so yeah you if you like a monumental win maybe that's overstating it a bit but they put together a game plan and said okay here's the way we're going to have to beat toronto is to let's have ball possession we don't need to be big strike offense whatever the, like the time of possession was where 39 50, 39 minutes and 51 seconds <laughs> for calgary yeah 2109 that's it's two, almost double when you're two thirds of the you're holding the ball for two thirds of the game and you're not putting in the ball in the opposition's offensive hands. That's perfect. So the, the, I think they they just saw what the game plan needed to be to beat Toronto. And I think there was nobody who had beaten Toronto that, yet this year and they figured out a way to do it. So anybody was like, oh, well, you know, well, they got lucky that uh, 
uh, Chad Kelly got hurt. I'm like, no, no, it's like you got you got lucky with the bounce on and the the touchdown off, off a fumbled punt at the end of the well, first no, half. Not, but again, you need to get some luck sometimes, right? It's, and it's not luck. Like that's the Stamps have had bad bounces all season, yes. and they got a good bounce. Like, no, it's not these right. things tend to even out over the course of an 18 game season but like the stamps catching a break is different from the stamps got lucky yeah and i know that people are gonna be like oh danny you cover the stamps you're you're going no they they caught a break and they so many times this season and the the breaks went the other way yeah and you were sitting there saying like oh well they lost in overtime and like look at this play that happened in the second quarter (laughs) yeah it had gone slightly differently or the call had gone the other way and i didn't like the call so like look they caught a break Right. And I will say this in terms of Chad Kelly, who I thought, like, who I think has had been great this season. I think he's good for the CFL. Um, as people know, I'm from Toronto. Like, I've got an affection for the Argos. I root for them to succeed. <laughs> I'm not saying I root for them to win or lose, but I'm, I root for them to be relevant. I think it's good for the league. Chad Kelly, he left at about the 11 minute mark in the second quarter, which okay. means he played about 20, 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Now, he had 94 passing yards. 75 of which were on one play 76 of which <laughs> yes. were on one play so it's not like chad kelly was tearing the stamps defense no. apart and, and that was then, just a, a real bad defensive breakdown where they was leave a the guy, coverage yeah and they up. just they leave the guy wide open and you credit to the so, kelly so, for hitting him you, and then going the distance it was like you wow, watch I, that replay you can literally see the moment where titus wall and i'm not saying he it was his busted coverage no but you could see him realize what's oh no and just you're like <laughs> He sprints. It is a professional athlete being like, oh no, and just <laughs> jetting down the field. It's, um, it's always funny it. when you can actually see the moment where it's like, oh yeah. It's like, it's like I think of the Simpsons where it's like, you can see the, you can pinpoint the moment where his heart breaks. Exactly. When, when poor little Ralph is like, <laughs> That's, yeah, that was a, uh, like, and that was just, that was a busted play. And other than that play, like the, the Argos never really, put anything together on offense and it was because the defense was so tight and like they played such a a ball hawking swarming defense like they were they were getting after him and quarterbacks and they were stuffling stifling the run game and i thought mike rose had a pretty good game mike rose oh i i had someone last week just be like oh well mike rose isn't quite the same player this year and i was like oh he's just heating up yeah yeah he didn't have a sack until week six of last season um mike rose is like but it's not about all the sack numbers of course i'm just saying he is going to dominate he is heating up um and what you saw and i think it's why that time of possession number matter so much because the stamps have allowed some pretty big numbers against them yeah um but it's part it's mostly been because the offense hasn't been able to stay on the field so the defense has has wearing down down, yeah and this time the offense stayed on the field the defense could just kind of go in and and be their best selves and i thought they were exceptional i will say um this is you know getting into the weeds a little bit but (laughs) cfl podcast so i don't know what like people expect (laughs) I thought that the move to have Trey Roberson and um, and Jonathan Moxie back at the corner positions rather than Moxie yeah. at halfback, I thought it really paid dividends. Um, when I heard Dave, yeah, sure, Moxie, like he had a, a DPI a yeah. defensive pass interference. That it's not the first time it's happened this season. I know that that needs to be cut out. On the very next drive, he ends the drive with an end zone interception. Yes, like that, is, that was a key play. Well, and I had this conversation with Devon Claybrooks about a play about. Devon Claybrooks is a former Calgary St. Peter's defensive coordinator. He was like, I actually don't care if you get beat once. Yeah. He was like, I care if after you get beat, you don't change what you're doing. Right. You stick to the fundamentals and do that. And that's what Moxie did. And I, I thought that was a huge play in the game. Obviously, it would have been a touchdown if he hadn't caught it. But it was also a guy had just gotten burned. Came back you got to you got to forget that play and move on, right? Exactly. And it's, it's well, what you want. You got to forget then, it, but also fix it. And so. Roberson had like there was a play where he fell down on a coverage, which like. People 
people fall down. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it just, I thought that I thought that made a huge difference. I, I, I fall down all the time. <laughs> uh, I hey, I'm not. I'm literally dealing with a torn trapezius. Right. right exactly. um, but I was I was really really impressed with the defense and you know. I, a couple of weeks ago, I had a run where I had a bunch of the Winnipeg reporters on, and finally someone at Sam's practice was like, you have to stop just having people who just come on and say great things about the Bombers. The Bombers are great. We are going to get to that. Um, if this is coming across as overly positive, it is just because it is exactly what you said. They had a game plan. It may not have been the sexiest game plan. No, it wasn't. Um, and it, it, who cares how you win, right? They allowed one score yeah. the entire game. They, they, I don't care who the quarterback is. That is impressive. This is against an undefeated team, and they're the first team to beat them. For me, I suddenly now look at the rest of the month, which is the Lions away. I imagine that's a loss. Well, um, again, uh, the Lions look like a team that is missing its number one quarterback right now, and I don't know if I think he's back. And I don't know if Dane Evans. So if if Vernon Adams comes back, Dane Evans went out in that game on Thursday mm-hmm. night. So that that changes the, the, that dynamic we're gonna have to watch to see what happens with lines this week and then you know you're but you're back home to uh winnipeg again and i like I, again i don't feel like these are unbeatable teams you just have to put bombers, together a good play and play and the one thing that would bombers stamps, at home suddenly looks like a game where you're not just crossing it off yeah you're suddenly saying okay it's at home Let's be, I, I'm trying to avoid talking about Bombers Lions because I think it's going to be a big part of the conversation yeah, we have yeah. to have. Um, and I can do the whole mocking. Like, it was so funny being people like, the Bombers just shut up all the critics. It's like, the critics were saying they were the third best team in the league <laughs> at worst. Yeah, we really were We were really <laughs> downplaying their significance yeah, at this like, time. Uh, they didn't win the Grey Cup last year, just for the record. Right. Um, but I, I think for the Stamps, you come out, I thought Jake did exactly what was asked of him. And then 22 of 24 is really nice night. Who cares if you're asking him to throw 30 yards or not? Yeah. Like, um, I thought, I thought he was good. They played ball possession, you know, not, not making mistakes. And that's what they did. Yep. Yeah. That, that's like, that is football sometimes, right? Yes. Like football is not. Sometimes football. you just got to play a clean game and win. And they did. And that's what it is. Um, I, I don't think we can go any further without just very quickly mentioning like Diedrich Mills, 27 <laughs> carries for 137 yards, four catches for 18 yards. This guy like that is that is too much work. Um, <laughs> that was so that's the thing but I think so you're looking good. at it though and he was so good and he was so like powering right he just powered through a lot of those for a lot of tough yards. But you look at Kaneem Carey coming back and then so you you can push him pretty hard in this game and get the win out of it and then go okay well we're going to get our number 1 running back and maybe they can finagle the roster to keep him on the roster. Really? So yeah. you've got so you got the two of them together. I remember you in that game last year in Saskatchewan when they both had a hundred yards, I think. And you got you asked for the for them to be interviewed together. <laughs> it was like just pure entertainment. It was great. It's, it's one of the greatest interviews that I've ever done. Yeah, um, <laughs> it was my favorite thing listening to that over uh, and over. But it's um, no, you're 100 percent right. And like that's Kareem like that's a back, pretty good tandem. Kadeem Carey may be the best running back in the league. I think he is. Diedrich Mills is in the top four or five. Yeah, for sure. There is no way they can drop him, right? After you, you after the job him. that he has done, yeah. you can't ask a guy to do this much work and then say, well, you're out of the lineup. Yeah. So they are going to keep them. If you look, I mean, they had, I'm going to just sort of pull up while I vamp for one second. Um, well, they have but, the position chart. All that you have to do. You've got it. You've got to. Yeah. The so bigger so issue is when Peyton Logan, Logan comes back. That was the and then issue, you have to right? Have the three. You can have two, no problem going to do but you're getting a pretty good decent return and uh returns out of barnes right now anyway he was pretty good in that game 70 yards yeah Um, or is that was it 
was it Lewis that did all the returning? Yeah. Okay. Uh, both of them did. Okay. But one of them had 70 yards and punt returns, which was pretty key too. So um, I don't, I, I, yes, I, I, you're right. I, um, I think they won that battle as well. I mean, there's just, we, their special teams this year has been up and down. And now, Clark Barnes. I wish that there were better stats so I could say definitively that he's been the best rookie in the league I, this season. But I know you've been yeah. going on about this for a while. And I think, I think you're absolutely hundred percent correct. Crazy I just story. know that there's another, he's rookie. a university of Guelph alum. So I am a university of Guelph alum. I don't yeah. actually have a really great affection, like, but shout out <laughs> him. He played 14 games in four years at the university of Guelph. He has now played eight games and isn't showing anywhere on tear. So right. that, like, that's a, with Jalen Philpot out, he's been, he has stepped up in such a major way. They don't like, it's just been incredible to see. Um, my point is this, and I'm taking the really long way to get there. With Diedrich Mills and Kadeem Carey back, it's great. There, I have never covered a team that needs to get the lead more than these two people. They cannot yeah. use the run game the way that they need to without being up. They need to. And it's something I've never understood. It was like, why, why do you have to go away from your, if you're down a score or two? You do late in the game. Yeah, but I don't know why you have to go away from your game plan if that's what your game plan is. So, and I, I've always been confused about like, okay, well, if we get the lead, then we can run the ball. Well, like, no, if, if your bread and butter is running the ball in ball possession, just do that. You know, you, you can, you'll have to make stops on defense and try and put I together a sustained drives, right? Just managing the clock where yeah. you like, particularly in the second half, Oh yeah. if you're down, you just, you, you kind of just want to like, make sure that you're not in a position where you're having to try to get 14 points in well, and four minutes. A, yeah. Um, so like, and, and ultimately like the pass game, this is the wrong term, but it's a high risk, high reward. So yeah. if you're if you're going for those big plays, those deflating plays, and and those plays that ultimately you don't use much of the clock, right? But the this game. is the CFL that where you can put together. If you do put together long drives, it's still not going to take eight nine minutes off the clock. That's kind of mm -hmm. a rarity. You know, the Bombers did that to the Stamps earlier this year. They put a had a nine minute drive, and it just felt like this drive was taking forever, and it it just basically deflated any chances of a Stamps comeback in that game. But that's the thing. If you, I think you can stick with the run game, even if you're down, but you have to make stops on defense and get the ball back to your offense. And that I think that was the key in this game because they kept bringing the ball back to their offense and was like, okay, let's put together three, four minute drives over and over and over. And when you, when you do that, even if you're getting a couple of field goals out of it, like it, it was funny that it was only 17, seven at halftime and they only got a, a half, like one field goal in the, in the yeah, entire second they, half they completely dominated and it felt like half. you felt like they were i felt like they were scoring a lot more but they just didn't so yeah. but they were keeping the ball and then putting them deep and field position was a big thing in this so, one, so. really really huge win for the stampeders yeah um even if they lose the next three it puts you at three and eight and then you beat the elks twice and you're five and eight like it, it it's not great but it, it look every win counts and and being in the argos at home this is a win that they they desperately needed both for confidence and just for yeah. to be honest like we are and, and now we it are, throws that well we <laughs> are recording this and I, I try to be totally transparent yeah at, at 6 30 on um sunday night because it's the only time but like the, the rough riders are currently up 13 8. Yeah, they're you leading are, the Red Blacks. I, yes. If you figure if that, if Saskatchewan like holds that, terrible. Uh, but you need to keep look, pace. It wasn't great when I was watching. You need to keep, a, keep pace, and this win keeps pace regardless of what happens in that game. I don't think this tells us anything about the Argos. No, I think you they can go, oh, we lost our quarterback. It was a road game. Uh, we don't, like, there's no real pressure on them in the standings. 
there's just like, okay, they can go, okay, well, we'll regroup. They got a bye week coming up after next week. And then there, there's talk that they're going to rest Chad Kelly, bring him back after the bye week. And they'll be heading into their home and home with Hamilton. So like that could be the death knell for the Tiger Cats because they're, if they get swept in that series, then it's like, there's probably not much of a chance of them Making Remember a sustained when the Cats and Argos played four games in five weeks. What <laughs> yes. was that? That was about? great. <laughs> all was like, for yeah, Hamilton versus Toronto again. Yeah, yeah. all for their quote unquote drive to survive show. <laughs> um, that was nuts. Um, okay, so yeah, I, I do quickly on on the stamps. I do think I don't know what was going on with Trey Adams too because he didn't play. Yeah, um, I actually don't know that them signing Marky Thambles tells us anything about that beyond they just added a veteran receiver who I, I think it's played like with the team. one of those ones where you bring in a guy that you, no you had and yeah if the uh, Argos didn't have the depth of re- receivers that they do right market Ambos would be playing it's not like he's like not no he's he's he's, he's still effective for what he does and I think you, you can never have enough of those guys by the end of the year he's a big-bodied guy who can play in the slot can play out wide if you need him um well and I remember like this was a decade ago but uh, Calgary brought in uh, Mark Quay McDaniel and it was just like, and I remember the move at the time and everyone was like, well, they don't really need Mark Quay McDaniel. They got a bunch of great receivers. It was, they were stocked full. And then by the end of the year, they needed him. So yeah. it's just, you know, you, you never know what you're going to need by the end of the year. And every time I, I see, it was like, Oh, you another receiver. Yeah. 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 You think we, you know, the scene in oceans 11, well, they're sitting at the bar and they're going, I think we need one more. Yeah. We need one more. <laughs> Yeah. We just need one more. <laughs> you could never not. Um, I do want to very quickly. Uh, this is off the top of my head, which is, again, I got to stop doing this. I got to. You're just plan. thinking of what. Uh, I'm looking at the 2018 Grey Cup death chart. Yeah. Uh, wow, which the Stamps played Chris Matthews, different. Eric Rogers, Bakari Grant, Juwan Breskison, and Lamar Durant. So realistically, Eric Rogers would have been an everyday starter. Yeah. Um, Raskison was the everyday Chris starter. Matthews? It was Chris Matthews. They brought him back because Davaris Daniels. <laughs> right. Um, but on their injured list for that game, you had you had Marky Thambles, Mark Michelle, and Reggie Bagleton. So they currently have this. They they could dress the same number of <laughs> injured receivers from Gray from 2018 as they had starting receivers in the Great Cup that year. Wow. I don't. Okay. I don't know if I like fully articulate that, but it's nuts. It's wild that they've just brought back all of their. Uh, 2018 receivers um what is equally wild and i want to jump around here we are going to get to winnipeg bc that game's a little while ago now so um yeah it was thursday night and uh it it just felt like that one was just a like i i expected that that win i expected the uh the bombers to come out and just play solidly and they absolutely we're going to talk about it because it's an important game yeah let me let, let, let's, let's just you want to go argos first no, no i, I, I want to do alos ticats first okay um and now i want to do that for a number of reasons but right now i mean there's just not really an argument they're the only like the argos are six and one the bombers lines we all have established those as the top three teams in the league right now yeah the alouettes are four and three they're the only team over 500 but i mean they comfortably walked in and beat 127 14 against the tie cats team that did not have its starting quarterback or, or their quarterback. quarterback. <laughs> um, so this is a game that you should have won yeah but they did they they just and like that's what good football teams do is they win the games that they're supposed to win yeah um and i i just at this point like yeah the alouettes are quite clearly number four for me we yeah. asked a couple of weeks ago if it was the red locks no no it's, it's the alouettes. alouettes yeah well after a couple of wins the obviously beating uh the stampeders um 
you know, by a touchdown. And then with this game, again, we were, you were talking about Kadeem Carey might be the best running back in the league, but Stanback's hmm. in the top few, right? Like, I mean, Stanback's my argument for another one. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I like you lad. Like there's, I think there's some good running backs in the league. Right. Um, and I, I, but I, that was just another one of those like running attack games where what did he pile up? He had 106 yeah. on 19. So, um, so that's what you'd want to a five yard average. Yeah. Um, given your, given your offense a chance to be in second and short a lot. So I, that team, that team is going to be one of those ones where as long as Fajardo keeps well, like this team managing out, the, the ship there. This and team tops playing. out with where Fajardo could take it. Yes. And he was terrible in the first half. He was much better in the second half. Um, the East is not like realistically, the Argos are going to finish first in, in, in the East. So you're going to, you're trying to host the East semifinal. Yeah. And whoever you're playing, like, I mean. But, well, it, it you, could be a West team. Uh, we, we mentioned in the I, East crossover last week, but and now, I think we're all a little bit comfortable with the fact that like the Dustin Crumb thing, we like him. Yeah. He's got potential, but he's, he's still a rookie. You know, he's still, still a rookie. He's still got to, got to, they're losing a 13 day to the Riders. Yeah. So we're not exactly watching that they've game. They've come right back now, to so. emphasize, but Cody Fajardo for me is a guy who like, look, Jamie and I made this point a couple weeks ago. People forget that he led them to two West finals. Well, he was the MOP candidate and he was a legit MOP candidate a few years ago. Yeah, I mean, every other quarterback in the league was hurt that year yes. in 2019. Yeah. But in that, in that West final, which I drove to Regina because I was like, I don't know, there's West final Regina. <laughs> I kind of want to be there um, against Winnipeg. Like they had, they had two drives where they were literally like on the goal line and couldn't get in. Yeah. And otherwise this whole well, like was, Winnipeg dynasty, they were very close. Yeah. yeah. So Fajardo was a good quarterback. I just don't know that he, where does he take you? Like, what's what is the limit of what the Alouettes can do with Fajardo as a quarterback? He has surprised me this year. He is showing me. I had him run off. I will be honest. I was wrong. Um, I, I like the progress that I see. I I don't always like the decision making, but it's early in the season. Um, and that's that's just going to be the question yeah. for them. Because well, how many sacks did they give up in this game? Because that that to me is like okay. We know Fajardo is a tough two. Yeah. So he's a, a tough quarterback and he plays tough. And he, when he's running the ball, he's like, that's when he's most effective, but he's got to stop taking those hits. And I think they've really decreased it in the last few weeks. I mean, you could practically hear everyone at Mosaic stadium last year when everyone was like, the riders O line is so bad. And everyone yeah. was like, it's Cody. Yeah. It's Cody. He just keeps the ball. And he just <laughs> doesn't want to You're like, he'll take the hits, which, yeah. which you admire. You, you need to, sometimes you need to take, a hit to make a play sometimes you don't need to take and hit. he does make big plays yeah. that's the thing like we saw it like he oh yeah he is a he is a capable like well he's he's kind of been all or nothing in the time that he's been in this league mm-hmm. right so again i think with they're a solid team overall as well like i like their defense as well so it's just that's a team that's going to be like okay if you get in the playoffs you never know what's going to happen and I see you're just bringing up Sean Lennon. Oh, no, I, I've got, I, yeah, for sure. I was trying, I wasn't trying to interrupt you. No, no. But, but it's the other story of the game. 34 years old, dumped by the Lions, which again, the Lions have an incredible D line. There was a ratio issue there. Yeah. So that's not as simple as like, oh, he wasn't good enough. No. But still, dropped by the Lions in preseason. Last year's most outstanding defensive player for the entire West Division while playing for the Calgary Stampeders is just somehow out of work for six weeks. Comes back his second game in, he gets two sacks. An interception, three defensive tackles. You got an the, interception too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. The guy was just everywhere. And I, I said this in my intro, but like we're so far. I don't know. There, there are just so many doubters about Sean Lemon. There are so many people who just refuse to acknowledge that he is year after year 
the most consistent. <laughs> he does. He just the, the only thing that's not consistent is the team he plays on. I was completely. looking at his his career. And he's been in several places twice, right? It's Which, okay, but this is the thing. And I, I had this conversation with him on the show. Yeah, people are like, "Oh, well, he never sticks around." And I'm like, oh, no, the fact that people bring him back is the point. Yes. Not the fact that he's like, no, I want to get paid. Yeah. I want to go to the best opportunity. I'm not going to be like, I only have so many years in my career. I will take the best opportunity that's available to me. I will not stick around out of loyalty and take a discount for hometown. No, you can't do that. That's, no. And he's done it. And this goes out. Too much. If Sean Lemon, and we can't pull up his stats, unfortunately. <laughs> but like, He's, he's nearing he has, 100 sacks, right? He's got 94. Yeah. I know that stack. I know that stat. But like. Every year, he's just basically between 10 to 12. And as I was sort of looking at this, I was like, he's got two. I was like, he's going to get to 10 somehow. Like, somehow, Sean Lemon. <laughs> there's enough, there's enough runway left here. Oh, yeah. God. He's going to do it. And I just, it, part of this is just that I like the guy and I've covered him and I know what a, what a good yeah. guy he is. But just seeing him at 34, I thought it's, I, I don't know that it was disrespectful from anyone, but I can imagine how it felt to be just sidelined after the season he had last year and have no one come and get him. Right. That must have been super deflating. Like, wow. what more could he have done? He he deserved a contract. Having him back in the league, doing this, dominating games, having all these younger teammates be like, the, 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 the old guy still got it? Is the that old what guy it still got it. <laughs> it 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 warmed my heart. It was great to see. As for, like, watch the Ticats. Um I don't know, man. Like they've they've been handed a bit of a tough break here with the quarterback situation. Yeah. And, and I mean, their their other guys haven't looked great when they're in, anyways. Um, but hard hard to do much when your net offense is two seventy seven. Yeah, and the others is four twenty four. Well, and in the the turnovers are the big thing that was going on there. Obviously, we like Lemon getting an interception. I didn't realize it was him when I saw it. So it just it uh, that's that's deflating, and that's a team that hosting the Grey Cup now has become and it always used to be the way it's like i used to say it's like oh you're hosting the great cup you're not winning it sorry and mm -hmm. uh it, then we had a, a run there was like 2011 bc won at home and then uh 2012 it was toronto winning at home and um 13 was riders winning at home and it was just like wow this is uh uh that was a crazy amount and then yeah so it it was like okay so there's a lot of always this like long pressure long way season pressure of okay when you're hosting the great cup you're you want to be put yourself in the mix for the for the playoffs and then it just feels like it's just disappointing when you can't even get there and saskatchewan last year when they were hosting couldn't even make the playoffs and it just felt like everybody in that province was just like what the heck like you can't yeah. even make the playoffs what I, somebody I saw, has to miss, but it's just weird when you're not in the playoffs and you're hosting. I don't know that I'm writing the tie catch off. Um, no, it's probably too early for that, but you just don't see any positive signs there, do you? No, and I probably have them right now. If we're doing like my internal power rankings, I definitely have the stamps above them. Yeah. Like I have the Elks last, obviously. I'm just trying to think like that, that bottom the the bottom five would have obviously been Edmonton and then some combination of Ottawa, Calgary, Saskatchewan. Ottawa, Saskatchewan, Hamilton. Yeah. And I think I have Hamilton eight. Right I, I would say that they're falling down the power rankings. Yeah. So. The injuries are part of it, but um, yeah, there's, I don't know. I, is that it? There's no way Darnell Sankey's going there. Right. No. I, I mean, <laughs> don't they have the, uh, the, the outstanding linebacker that was here in last year. I don't want to say Calgary. too much, but I don't think Simone's been 
no, but they've also got, uh, they've got Jameer, uh, Jameer Thurman. So yeah. no, uh, but Sankey, I am like, if he comes back, like that'll be a boost. And I think like, is Calgary a good destination for him? I think we, you guys mentioned the last week when it was Ambles was released. I was like, yeah, no, I'm yeah. Ambles made perfect sense. Sankey. I'm going to be honestly, what I will say is that like there's rumblings. Yeah. Well, Cam Judge went out with a, he was in concussion protocol the other night. I don't know if that was a long lasting thing or anything. I, mean, I don't think that's going to take him out for the rest of the year. No, but um, again, like you can never have. Like always death. been really good. Um, so the question is like, Darnell Sankey has been a top elite run, like linebacker for two years. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure that any, like every team's got to at least be considering it. He is going to have a contract within a week. Um, he didn't say that. He didn't say that off the record either. That is just my opinion. Yeah. Uh, I know how the CFL works. Uh, anything last else you want to say quickly on, on Al's tie catcher? Should we move on? To- yeah, let's move on to the the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, uh, so if every- we were recording this on Friday, I want to be clear, I would have come in so hot because, like, the whole, like, I've said this already. The I told the whole like the bombers overcoming the odds. They're silencing the critics, right? Like, so much said anything. So much the adversity said, they've had lately, yeah. right? Oh, it's so, so hard. All yeah. I have said is that their O line is old, um, <laughs> and that that's not like, every time that I've said like, they're I constantly them, getting older. And I'm not obviously so. people aren't talking about me when they're like, oh, the critics. But, like every time anyone has questioned them. And right. I know I have said, I was like, there's still the team I don't want to see in the playoffs. The number one scariest yes. playoff opponent is the one who blew us. Look, what did I learn about the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? If you give them a bye week and have them up against a short week BC Lions team and they're at home, there yeah. is no team scarier than the Bombers. <laughs> they slaughtered them. And like Kenny yes. Lawler, if I'm going to sit here and be like, oh, guys, just wait. My grows is, is heating up. Yeah. Kenny Lawler looked like worth every penny of his contract. Well, and that was the okay. thing they were they were off to a great start before he came back and now like 200 yards jeepers. Oh, and some of those catches were like acrobatic. Yes. He, he's just look, the Bombers are great. Anyone who is no one is writing off the Bombers, no one was writing off the Bombers. And I will say, I listened to Rick Campbell talk to the Lions afterwards and he was like, I don't know guys, it's one of those games. Don't get too upset about it. Yeah. We're a pretty good football team. We'll bounce back. Right. Just I, you, you take that one and you flush it if you're Lions. And you and then you hope that your quarterback is coming back. And what are you gonna soon, do? I mean, right? Like you, you don't want to be playing, you don't want to be giving Dominic Davis 18 throws at this point in his career. Um for me, this absolutely reestablishes that there is like if you think it's anything other than like the bombers up there, right in the mix. Those top three are interchangeable. Yes. Until I see, you know, I, I do, the Argos have some work to do before I'm going to confidently say that. Well, and that's the thing. Like, now do we throw the power rankings into a that top three into a blender and Winnipeg comes out top? You might. Yeah. I don't so, think I would. I don't know. I I still like I still like Toronto in the top of that um, that list. But again. It's we're we're not even halfway through the season yet. It feels like the season's really long, but <laughs> I know. Well, it always we always sort of hit August. Yeah, it, you're right though. It, it does feel a little bit. It, it just you know, less established. Well, and which here, is good. There's a it, little bit start, more parity. It, it, well, there's tears. But the thing parody. is, the the season started earlier than it ever has before, and we're not even at Labor Day yet. And it feels like 
everybody was used to tell me, oh, the CFL season doesn't even really start till Labor Day. I'm like, well, no, the games before that actually matter. But I, you get a sense of who you are by Labor Day. But now that is like in the second half of the season, right? True. So, but the the Lions now have Calgary, which is going to be an interesting game. I like, I would have the Lions as favorites there for sure. Yeah. At Sask, I think that the Lions should definitely be favorites there. Then they host Hamilton. Yep. At Montreal, I'd have the Lions favorite. Then Ottawa at BC. That's an easy, straightforward win for the Lions. Then at Edmonton. Then they host oh, Sask. And then what's inevitably going to be the biggest game of the season, which is well, Winnipeg at and, BC. And is that the place. same week that uh, Calgary's playing Saskatchewan? Because those two, like Winnipeg, BC, and Week 18 is going to be your tiebreaker for the uh, between those two teams. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to have right around the same time Saskatchewan is playing Calgary, and that's going to be the tiebreaker between and the season series between those two teams. Next week. And so, I believe that because I'm looking at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that's because of what the schedule says. Yeah, <laughs> I have a laptop, so I can pull things up. To right. Um, but look, again, I don't... So I, 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 I think you're going to have the BC Lions favored in every game, maybe outside of that Winnipeg game. Like At home, I still favor... I don't know. Maybe the Bombers have a bye week the week before that, too. That would be crazy. Um, <laughs> that would be uh, just unfair. Yeah, I still, it? I mean, look, what this did is establish to me that what we all knew and that no one was actually saying anything different is that the Bombers are a very good football team. Yes. I know that people in Winnipeg need to hear that for some reason. <laughs> did, are, uh, you, are you referring to anybody specifically? Not by name. <laughs> not on my podcast. Uh, let's, I get a, if anybody knows me, I've got a complicated relationship no, with Winnipeg not. Blue Bombers fans. So I love, I, honestly, I love everyone in Winnipeg. It was just, it was so funny. The narrative that they were somehow. Oh yeah. Like, so being, being disrespected. Just, yeah. Like, like, oh, the world is against us. You know, nobody believes in us team, right? Exactly. One of those. Oh yeah. Okay. Really? you've been in the last three great cups and you won two of them we believe in you so let's very quickly this is another one of those annoying ones where both of us are going to pick the calgary game is the most interesting game of the week uh we are looking forward to week 10 uh on thursday you have the bombers at the elks i honestly think it's best just not to talk about that or even acknowledge that it's happening uh winnipeg at the elks it just doesn't get any easier for august 11th which is my but i am interested in that game in the simple fact that they've named trey ford the starting quarterback I think it's about time to give him a chance. Um, I, I've heard people say to me in the last couple of days, well, people in Edmonton say he's no better than Terry, Taylor Cornelius in practice right now. I'm like, that's practice. Like, whatever. Well, you got to get him out there and see if he can run around and just create something. The, the Winni- Winnipeg, Win- Winnipeg does have a little bit of a struggle when they face running quarterbacks. I can tell, say that. But Winnipeg is going to win this game by... 135 points. Uh, <laughs> All right, don't eat your words. I am not going to indulge any well, the, conversation. They, they just met a few weeks ago, and the spread was like 14 and a half. So it was, and they covered it massively. So uh, no, they, they didn't actually cover that game. They only won by 14. I know so. nothing about gambling, but I am putting the spread at 114. And a half. <laughs> um, August 11th, which is my sister's birthday, which is good for me to remember. Oh. Uh, something in my phone about that yeah uh saskatchewan at montreal um, I, i'm 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 interested in that one i think that was a that's a watchable in my uh, estimation that's that's a game that uh i, I want to see if montreal can continue and well I, we don't I know the result of what's happening with the saskatchewan right divorce, now but that team is the messy divorce of cody Fajardo leaving saskatchewan yeah adds intrigue to this i kind of ultimately like i think montreal's a better team than yes that's um as we said earlier 
Uh, game of the week is clearly Calgary, BC. Um, and that's a late one. Oh, no, it's not bad. 5 p.m. Mountain Time, so 3 p.m. Yeah, Eastern. so an afternoon game in oh, 7 uh, in BC. In B- NBC. Um, that would be one that I would like to cover. Uh, um, yeah. But uh, ultimately, look, look, the Stamps, the, the, the Lions should rightfully be favorites here. But it's hard when they get crushed by 36 points. Yeah. And the Stamps beat the best team in the league. It's hard not to say, like, there's some intrigue here. Oh, yeah. No, 100%. And now the, the thing, thing, thing we're going to watch all week I mean, is whether Vernon Adams is back. Uh, by all accounts, they didn't think it was like a major injury that would have kept him out. He's been out three games now. My impression is he's supposed to be back. I thought this yeah. was the game that they had, like, sort of circled. Um, finally, Ottawa, Toronto. Like, I don't know. I Come on, guys. The Argos had lost part of this week. <laughs> The Red Blacks are currently well, and that, and again, we're dealing with a quarterback injury there. So if the Chad Kelly can't play, you you'd feel a little bit better about uh, Ottawa's chances. But again, Ottawa, they they had a couple of those those two big games against Winnipeg and in Calgary, and now they've just kind of looked lackluster in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, they've cut, they've and they're and they're not winning uh, today. So they're down twenty to eight. It's only there's ten twenty seven left in the third quarter. Oh yeah, that's not definitely I mean, not given that over. People can't listen to this tomorrow. I don't know that anyone needs a live play by play from me about the Red Blacks and Riders. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. That's a decent. That's an okay. I mean, that's a fine games guys like it's it's august let's let's all just get to labor day yeah um, well we got three more weeks till then so. yeah um we're, we're on a holiday monday here tomorrow in uh in alberta and we don't have a football game that's i always like to have holiday mondays and have football games but that's just me i, I, don't know. I, I feel like the schedule makers did their best <laughs> oh really <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you bit your one bit your tongue on that one to the extent that i'm willing to put it um Stay blessed, guys. Thank you for listening to the live from the 55. Um, yeah, Have a good week. We'll talk to you Thursday. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.